0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Death This Movies Podcast. We are here with Nico, Miss Brooklyn Earth 2018. Hi. Hey. So we're very happy to have her here um, to celebrate the last week of Plastic Free July. Um, can you tell us a little bit about being Miss Brooklyn
1: Earth? Uh, you want to know more about the organization? Yeah, let's hear about that pageant. Um, While well, the Miss Earth organization is one of the top three most people know about Miss World and Miss uh, Universe. Uh, we are actually the third largest organization, um, mm. yeah, in the world because we have girls that compete from over a hundred countries wow. um, around the world. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. And uh, we actually just crowned our Miss Earth United States, which is really cool. But I'm a local title holder in that pageant. Um, I hold the title for Brooklyn. And next year I'm going to be going for the New York State title. So that's really exciting. And the entire organization is based on environmental awareness and promoting healthy habits and a healthy lifestyle and and just an awareness for the world the way that it is in its natural state and preserving that, Um, whether it's... Fighting for the preservation of the forests and um, fighting for the ocean, reducing pollution, um, drinking more water, clean access to water, providing school and education for girls around the world—like mm-hmm. anything that is—is is more of like a um, a social cause, but it may be environmentally uh, based. Uh, we are probably behind that or pushing that. Gotcha. So why you, Nico, specific? Why did you want to be a part of this pageant? Because I. I've always felt um, philanthropy was in my life and in my calling okay. in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm Haitian, so I've always felt like a huge draw and pull to Haiti, especially in times of um, devastation. Like after the earthquake, I remember my, aside from like the initial shock, because I was there two weeks before it happened. Mm. Um, once I got in touch with my family and once I realized like okay they're okay but there is so much devastation and there's so much hardship happening right now like these people need help my first thought was to jump into action and I I like revived my Haitian student organization on on campus Um, they made me their president and I was like oh okay sure so I was this freshman president of this organization that immediately jumped into a um, relief effort so we created a a center and we um, collected donations, medical uh, supplies, we collected food, we collected clothing, and then we um, connected with Doctors Without Borders and we shipped it all out to Haiti to get to the actual um, victims. And that was probably one of like my greatest accomplishments, personally, because I was like, I had this idea, I made it happen, and I, I like encouraged other people to, to work off of that energy as well, and we were able to help thousands of people get access to things that they were not going to have access to otherwise. And so I kind of wanted that to be um, something that I continued. I, I really loved that feeling. Um, and I didn't really find Miss Earth. Miss Earth found me. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, like I've had these like small episodes of different things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have eliminated Relaxo from my life for almost 10 years now. Um, I love the natural state of my hair. Um, I use natural oils for perfume. I don't think I've used lotion in so long. I use Mm -hmm. shea butter. Like, I I was a vegetarian for about six years. I went vegan for one year. So I've been really, really conscious of all the different changes that are happening um, internally with me, but also just, like, socially. Mm -hmm. Kind of the shift towards reintegrating back into this natural mindset of, like, we have everything that we need around us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to keep constantly, artificially... Creating these things to fulfill these needs when yeah. it's already here. When it's already. Yeah, here. exactly. So, and I've been learning that
0: that's actually that's how a lot of cultures have always thought. Yeah, and and before, and it just so happens that now there's like this rising trend. Yeah, of the natural way of life yeah. and holistic remedies yeah, and yeah, health yeah. and wellness. Yeah, <laughs> what are some health and wellness practices that that you are part of?
1: Uh, that you practice oh on gosh. a daily basis. I well. I think this is like super easy and super simple, but it's very important. I mm. drink a lot of water. I drink so much water. Um, I drink lemon water. It's so easy. Anyone can do it. And it's so refreshing. <laughs> it's so it's refreshing. So refreshing. <laughs> and it's when you like wake an up easy with, way. Yeah, yeah, when you wake to, up in the morning. Also, I realized that I like I've been um, intermittently fasting and I didn't even realize. I didn't it was okay. not a conscious choice, mm-hmm. but for the summertime I've been waking up and then I just drink a bunch of water until my body tells me I need food now. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll take a yoga class, and then I'll eat some food. And then, you know, it goes on about my day. But it's, it's um, I think one of the biggest practices is water. Mm-hmm. Listening to your body. So you don't have to intermittently fast, but you like, listen to your body because your body will tell you what it needs and what it wants. Um, and I've been doing a lot of hot yoga. Mm. And the fact that I work at the studio now, like... Makes it that much easier, Dude. you know. I love hot yoga, even to the point where like I'll be sweating, and people around me will be uncomfortable. Ooh. Just in like a regular set, like I'll be on the train, okay. just like sweating, and I'm okay. <laughs> but everybody's like, yoga. everybody's like, oh.
0: My God. So I have a question: What is it about <laughs> hot yoga that is is better? Because for me, the heat was actually more of a distraction, than really clearing my head.
1: Okay. What I love about hot yoga is that the heat forces you to focus okay and for me my mind is racing at 50,000 miles a minute all the time Mm -hmm. and so the fact that you're in this room on this mat focusing on your breath yes there's people around you but you really have to put blinders on Mm -hmm. you are in this uncomfortable position and you're holding this uncomfortable position with muscles you did not know existed it's hot and you're sweating so you have no choice but to either sit down get out of the pose or kind of push through through it and I think once you 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 it's it's a thing that you kind of have to do consistently Mm -hmm. because after a certain point you start to forget that it's even hot in there or like you want to sweat Mm -hmm. because your body gets so warm that like the movements become easier and then when you start to feel your strength yeah it's Mm -hmm. really cool it's really cool like when you get to a point where you start to feel like wow I couldn't do this like yeah. so you're a year me, ago. Maybe I need to give hot yoga another try. Oh my god You totally. <laughs> I, I okay. am such an advocate for hot yoga. I'm okay. like, please try okay. it at least once, but not just once, not only once, because a lot of people have a bad experience That's, their first time. Yeah. They'll get hot. They'll get, um, they'll get hot, even uncomfortable with sweating, I
0: think, too. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. You know. You'll learn to love it after yeah. a while. Because okay. you'll just feel so good. And then when you leave, you feel so relaxed. Gotcha anything that was stressing you before class so um anything that down. you know yeah you will <laughs> feel so much better after class you're like I don't even know what I was upset about dope,
0: dope. Yeah. so I want to kind of um talk about a little bit more serious stuff um, and kind of go back to this pageant okay Um, so you said that you work at a yoga studio Mm -hmm. um, and so one thing that has always been kind of important to me especially we were talking about the trends of health and wellness Mm -hmm. is diversifying this space Mm -hmm. Um, so the fact that you participated in uh, this pageant that's about the environment and being eco-friendly, and you won, and you're a black woman. I think is really dope, especially <laughs> because you're from Brooklyn. Um, what did that mean to you?
1: That meant how diverse lot.
0: was the pageant? First of all,
1: to be honest, there were there were a lot of girls of color that are in this Mm. pageant and our miss miss earth united states that just won she's um i believe she's either indian or pakistani so she's southeast asian okay so i already see
0: a lot of differences from the miss america
1: pageant so much so much because it's not about fitting this idealistic image Mm -hmm. it's it's really about the mission Mm -hmm. we just so happen to also like Promote an aesthetically appealing image, you know, like we take care of ourselves, and because when you're a public figure, you do have to look a certain way, Mm -hmm. um, or at least present yourself in a in a fashion. But there's no like idealistic look that we're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. in this pageant system. Like it's really about the mission, and the mission is to promote a healthy lifestyle and to promote um, mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. Is promote being eco you know the, the environment yeah. is, is our is main focus, focus yeah. um,
0: because you know you, ha- you could have easily you're a beautiful woman you could have easily wanted to go for
1: one of those pageants that don't really have that social cause I actually competed you have for Miss New York USA oh how did that go and that's how Miss Earth found me <laughs> okay yeah okay so I competed for Miss New York USA mm-hmm. um, and I was representing Flatbush so um, of course still representing Brooklyn and so that's, that's your hometown. hometown? That's my hometown. Dope. That is it. Native New um, Super house. Haitian, Flatbush all the way, which is now Little Haiti, by the way. Oh. Officially, now Little Haiti. We got the proclamation notarized and confirmed at City Hall, I think, Dope. about two or three weeks ago. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dope. That was pretty awesome. So you were able to represent Little Haiti? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went there. We had our flags and everything. But, um. so I competed for Miss New York USA. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. And, um... I learned so much about myself, and uh, before that, for my university, um, I went to university in Georgia. I started university in Georgia, and then Mm -hmm. I came here and finished, and uh, my university in Georgia, I was Miss International. I represented Haiti, among other countries, and then I won um, the pageant for Miss International. So that wasn't my first pageant, it was my second, but it was on such a grand scale that Mm -hmm. I was like, I learned so much about myself and about this community of women doing awesome things Mm -hmm. you know like yes there was So even if they didn't win it was like you were able to kind
0: of learn a little bit from all of the contestants
1: and there were so many women of color competing so many of us and to be honest I found at least seven Mm -hmm. Haitian girls We all were like, "Oh snap! You're Haitian!" (laughs) Like, so we hung out the entire time. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. So it seems like there's good camaraderie. There is. I think there's there's unfortunately there's like this stigma on pageantry, and they think Mm -hmm. you know, because there are some some girls who kind of um, they put um, personal vendettas and and Mm. you know negative energy in front of the actual pageant yeah. and what it really stands for mm-hmm. um, and and kind of gives pageantry a bad image. But if you were to meet some of the girls that I associate with and, and some of my pageant sisters, like, they're so sweet. And we all are very human. <laughs> <laughs> Good very time. And I'm, I'm very glad because I'm, I'm
0: sensing, like, you're, like, super cool and, like, I love that. So you said you're
1: going to try out for the Miss America Earth, correct? Miss, uh, Miss
0: New York Earth. Miss
1: New York Earth. Oh, and then... And, and go, then you okay. go for Miss Earth United States, and nice. then you go for Miss Earth in the Philippines. Dope. Oh, thank yeah, you. Nice. It's like, yeah. Nice. So we'll see. One step at a time. So
0: talk, time. talk to me more about your passion for helping the environment and recycling and, and anything that you've maybe done lately besides the pageant that mm-hmm. kind of coincides with your your passion for helping the environment.
1: Well, being in New York, I, I've noticed, like, um, in a lot of the neighborhoods that are predominantly people of color Mm -hmm. or predominantly um, immigrants, uh, there's not really an emphasis put on recycling. There's not really an emphasis put on, um, you know, just updating this mindset of how we should take care of our neighborhoods. And so, unfortunately, when you have this trash that you don't know how to dispose of, Mm -hmm. it just stays on the streets and then, you know, those neighborhoods end up looking worse yeah. and worse by the day and, and that has
0: like everything to do with like social wellness right so because if much you go outside of your apartment and all you see is trash like what does that say about how you feel about yourself yeah and no one makes the effort to clean the neighborhood so it just gets dirty and it's like okay now we're just the dirty neighborhood and i'm like that's you know, kind of unfair
1: for kids it's very unfair and what i heard someone say that really broke my heart was like oh well what does it even matter mm. and i'm like what does it even that's yeah. just really sad. Right. Like, you don't even think that you're worth having a clean neighborhood. Yeah. Like, you think that, oh, well, when well, we clean it up, it's just going to get messed up again. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Mm-hmm. You have to reach it at the source. And so, I, I know I participated in a few um, park cleanups. Okay. And that was really fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to encourage more people from my specific community to get out there and yeah. start, you know, cleaning yeah. up after, after and kinda themselves. And kind of like start that trend of like, we want our neighborhood and our parks to be clean. Yeah.
0: And, you deserve for your park and your block to be clean. Yes. And just kind of teaching those type of lessons. Yeah. yeah. And
1: with, with being a part of the, um, the, the official declaration of Little Haiti, mm-hmm. I really want, there's going to be so much more business and so much yeah. more attraction to that area now yeah. that I just, I'm like, I'm trying to do and speak to who I have to. Like, I speaking. can imagine how much pride you have right proud. I would, I'm I would, so I would proud. be like,
0: I'm so proud. Oh my God, I'm so, so, so,
1: so proud. Yeah. And I, I have some connections with, um, with a lot of the officials that I've met and so mm-hmm. a lot of the you know, the legislative body people and, and assemblymen and councilmen that yeah. are making moves um, that are Haitian or yeah. that are of Caribbean descent or they're just it. an ally. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying so hard to make connections with them so we can yeah. um, make this transition into a, a movement, right. a, a movement that pushes the narrative that communities of color mm-hmm. can be on the same map as all these other communities, mm-hmm. like we shouldn't have to be the last one to get shoveled. We shouldn't be the last mm-hmm. you know, neighborhoods to, to get um, the trash even to come through all together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I'm I'm really trying to push mm-hmm. for that.
0: I'm glad that there is someone like you, Miko, that is kind of like on the forefront mm-hmm. and want to like kind of present to the next generation, like to live a healthier lifestyle, one to treat our environment and our streets cleaner and better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love that. I really I think that it's important to have someone that's, like, young and vibrant like you and using a lot of different, like, areas to do so. Um, can you tell me uh, a little bit more about Peace Boat? I remember oh, yeah. you telling me about that earlier.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Peaceboat is probably the cutest thing ever. Okay. I call a lot of things cute, but this is, like, <laughs> so cute. Okay. So, it's this um, eco-friendly, environmentally-based ship, I hope I explained that right, <laughs> that leaves port in Japan, mm-hmm. travels all the way around the world. They, they do about three to four voyages a year. They travel all around the world at different um, ports. So they'll stop in like Norway, they'll stop in Iceland, they'll stop in um, uh, the Bahamas, they'll stop in, um, uh, at, they haven't stopped in Haiti yet. I'm trying to get that out okay. that's nice. And they that's stopped nice. in New York. And so um, the first time I was affiliated with them was during World Oceans Day, mm-hmm. um, which was back in May. Nope, June. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Did I just, like, there's been so many things. I hope I didn't get that date wrong. No, let me check. and make sure. There
0: is a lot of days to keep up with. Yes. You know? Ah. Well, we're, um, uh. it's funny when you mentioned park cleanup, because we're actually cleaning up Coney Island on Saturday. I know. I'm so excited about that. Um, which is going to be really fun. So, that's kind of, like, our, contrib- one of our contributions to mm-hmm. Plastic Free July. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you were talking about
1: park cleanups, so I'm like, yeah, so, I come out to our beach cleanup. Do it. Saturday. Um, So Peace Boat, yeah. So I met them um, actually for the first time June 8th at the United Nations because we went to um, the World Oceans Day Conference. Mm -hmm. And there were so many organizations there there were so many like council members there, there were so many really important people there that are fighting for our environment. I had no idea they even existed. Like, and a lot of people that are working from the law side of things. Mm. So like a lot of attorneys for the environment. I didn't even know that there were, there were, there was a whole law department for the environment. And so meeting them was really, really cool. Like I met the secretary general and and so, so awesome. That experience was so awesome. And then the day after that, I went to the aquarium and uh, so we were talking about cleaning up the plastic in the ocean and no more plastic pollution. And last month was our Think Global, Act Local month. Mm-hmm. So on a global scale, how do we reduce plastic You know, mm-hmm. pollution is by doing something in your local community. So I, I came together with Peace Boat. We went to those events, and then they invited me to come back for when Peace Boat actually, mm-hmm. the one from Japan, was coming to New York to port, which was last week? No, two weekends ago. and. Um, it was so cool. It was so 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 cool because I, we got to meet the um, actual creator um, mm-hmm. of the of the peace boat. He's a really really funny and charismatic Japanese man, yes. <laughs> yes. and he he has this vision of what the world is going to look like in twenty twenty when they release their new eco ship, mm-hmm. which is going to be an actual cruise ship that is eco friendly. Mm. Like it's cutting carbon emissions down. The 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 sails or solar panels no in two years they're going to be releasing this boat this this uh, prototype boat the first of its kind Mm -hmm. that is gonna be running on mainly solar energy Um, and it's it's huge and there's gonna be at least 2,000 people on board that's super exciting so um, they stop at different ports in different countries to help the people of those countries kind of understand what they can do uh, better that's gonna be more environmentally friendly You know, instead of imposing this idea of, like, this is how you need to live. It's more like... We'll come to you. Yeah, we'll come to you. We'll see how you guys live. And then we'll help you or encourage you Mm -hmm. to use certain methods that are a little bit cleaner, that are a little bit nicer. Nice. Yeah, so... Nice.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, And it
1: seems like you've been using a
0: lot of, like, fun and different ways to help the environment. I'm yeah. sure, like, when we were in school learning about recycling, like, we didn't think that it'd be this cool and, like, fun. Or, no, like, no. that you'd be a part of, like, Miss Brooklyn Earth. Yeah, like, I think no. that's really dope. I know. And that's I something, that. yeah, that, like, Wellville, um, I feel like, has in common with that is, like, we try to make... Health and wellness, seeking health and wellness fun. So that's why we throw parties. Like our party on Saturday is about having healthy fun together. Make sure you um, yes. Um, but also, <laughs> we're doing a beach cleanup mm-hmm. to probably one of the beaches in New York City that needed the most. Oh, Me um, Island. Yeah. And it has so many like
1: nostalgic memories and so all that kind of stuff. Much. Famous, famous beach and very famous for how people just throw their trash in the sand. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I think
0: us coming together as a community and being able to go out to the beach on Saturday and clean up is going to be like really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that we had talked about earlier uh, was electronic waste. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge thing because I, within the last two months, I got like three different devices Mm -hmm. and I just have the other ones like in my house. I don't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. Um, what
1: What do we, what do we do with that? Like what can you speak to that? well um that's really interesting because i just went to an exhibit an art exhibit um in brooklyn in greenpoint Um, it's called disassembly by this amazing artist um, weena lynn and her partner and they speak about this and how a lot of our electronic waste like you know yes your your electronics right now that you don't use are in your home but a lot of the electronics that america uses Mm -hmm. gets i don't know how Or why, but it ends up in in very, very um, uh, unfortunate situations like ending up in third world countries. And Mm. these people are not used to this kind of technology, so they'll either take it apart, try to figure out how to use it, Mm -hmm. or if they can't use it, the pieces just stay there and they don't Mm -hmm. deteriorate, like they don't actually like melt away, nothing happens. Um, It just stays there, so it's polluting their streets, it's polluting, it's hurting the children the most because Mm -hmm. kids are outside playing all day. And when you look around and you're like oh my gosh there's like pieces of computer and glass and wires wow, and dangerous all over the place but they don't know how to get rid of it yeah. and so there's actually an organization in New York that I, I just met one of their um, one of their creators it's called fourth bin fourth bin fourth bin. Okay. yeah um, the man that I met his name is David he's amazing so they are actually trying to pioneer um, the safe removal of electronic waste for new York City mm. like they want to they want to be the one for New York City right now they have kind of a global outreach mm-hmm. they so they're kind of going backwards Whereas, like global outreach they're trying to get on the national level yeah. but they're really trying to affect New York yeah. to partner up with huge companies that are tech companies like Samsung and um, uh, Google any of these big companies that actually create items that are advancing our technology like okay once you advance and once you create a new generation of your product what happens to the yeah. others Let's take them and either refurbish them, mm-hmm. or let's give them to someone who knows how to properly recycle them um, right. instead of just throwing them in the streets. Because yeah. there's a way. That there we is can a do way. That, there is a mean? way, and there are a lot of regulations. It's not. It's not as easy. It's not mm-hmm. black and white. It's mm-hmm. not a very. There's a lot of red tape. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of red tape to get things um, recycled. I just heard that China used to be the hub of our recycling. Mm-hmm. And they have now put stronger restrictions on us. Um, so there's a lot that we cannot recycle mm-hmm. from China anymore. So it's like, oh my gosh, we have to get more creative about yeah. how we're going to yeah. do this Especially now. Especially if more devices are being created created all the time.
0: Like I remember Every I six would months. upgrade my iPhone like every two years now Mm -hmm. it's like every six months do you have the next one i'm like what the fuck and but what do you do with the old devices yeah like you know you send it back to the factory but what does the factory do with it exactly and that's that's what yeah so tell me more about the art exhibit because that sounds really cool
1: oh my gosh it's so cool it's called disassembly Uh and what um what she wanted to promote is is uh learning about electronic waste through and like an interactive activity Mm -hmm. so she has this huge uh, conveyor belts that has different bins with like um, uh, motherboards in there there's like light switches in there there's wires mm-hmm. there's uh, screens like all the electronic waste that you would normally like see mm-hmm. um, in, in, in like wastelands um, and she challenges you to take them apart Create something else. Nice. Because she's trying to get that mindset and get your brain working in a way of like, this isn't just trash. We can reuse this and make this into something else. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're using it to make art Mm -hmm. is making a statement like, eventually, this is what we're going to have. Like, 20 years from now, we're going to have nothing but electronic yep. waste around us if we don't take care of it. Yep. And so we're going to have to reuse all these things to make mm-hmm. new things. So how will we learn this now? now? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And she's so great. That's oh, so cool. Wiena she's based Lin. in New York City. She is totally based in New York City. You? She totally follow her, wina W-I-E-N-A-L-I-N, on Instagram. Weena Lynn. So do. Disassembly, yeah. it's in Greenpoint. And it's from now um, until August 17th, I believe.
0: So thank you so much, Nico, for coming on. I hope that you will actually be a guest on here in the future. Because we want to keep up kind of with your journey, uh, which is going to be really cool. Mm -hmm. And everyone that's listening, we have our party Saturday, Beach Cleanup, Coney Island. Um, The information will be all over the place, so make sure you get your tickets now. um, And you can follow Nico
1: on instagram instagram where can we find you girl you can find me at two different handles so my first handle is one that promotes the pageant world and my acting world as well um that one is nicolette n-i-c-o-l-e-t-t-e dot stephanie s-t-e-p-h-a-n-i-e and the second one is a little longer (laughs) it's miss brooklyn earth u.s 2018
0: and listeners, if you want to be a guest on our podcast, if you want us to talk about certain things on our podcast, feel free to comment on everything and let us know, um, and we'll bring you along. Yeah. Thank you. That's cute.